podcasting from inside the stash. I'm Jenny. I'm Nicole. And this is Stash and Burn. Hey folks, it's Nicole and I'm really excited to announce the return of Jenny. Um, She and I were able to get together about a week ago and talk for what turns out to be about a half an hour. Um, before I played it, I just wanted to provide a warning. I know some people don't like um, it when lots of outside noise comes in on a podcast, and so I just want to say that at about 34 minutes, you're going to hear an appearance by Matilda, and that's going to go on for a couple of minutes sort of in the distant background, and then we're going to sign off because Jenny gets called into duty. So if anybody's sensitive to that for whatever reason, I just wanted to say that up front. Um, but it's really exciting to have Jenny back and we had a great conversation and um, after I play that I'm going to come back on and give an update on the many many knit along crochet along efforts that are happening on the on the boards Um, so enjoy hello hey look who's here (laughs) who's here (laughs) yay Jenny yay how are you I'm good how's Matilda she's good Sleeping and swinging in the other room. She is. Um, so you've been updating people on her knitwear modeling career. Yeah. She's been modeling a lot of knitwear. Well, actually, not this week, I guess. She has. She has. Um, for those of you who don't know, there is a Flickr group uh, set of her just wearing knitwear. It's like, is it called Matilda and Knitwear, right? Yes. It's yes. awesome. Um, and it's totally public, so anyone who has made her something, you should check it out to see if she is wearing what you have made. <laughs> because she's worn a lot of stuff. Um, some of it's still too big, but... It's remarkable. She's gone through a lot of it. How fast they wear, you know, get to something and then are out of it. Yeah. Um, but it is pretty exciting. And the knitwear is the cutest stuff that she has. Yeah, really. The stuff that was the most personality, for sure. Yeah. And people always are like, oh my god! <laughs> Whenever they see her in knitwear. And they're like, did you make that? And I say, no. <laughs> <laughs> I always like to say, no, but somebody I know did, you know? Or yeah, yeah. Like, um, I remember seeing a picture of a friend of mine, his baby, and I was like, oh my god, who made her that sweater? And he was like, well, nobody that <laughs> we know. He's like, somebody, but my mom bought it at a hospital gift shop. Aww. So, somebody had made it. Um, is there a thing that, you, let's see, what is she wearing there? Oh, that's so cute. The tiny uh, Rocky Coast. Oh, the tiny Rocky that Coast. That Aaron made her. <gasps> Oh, I never saw that. I saw yeah. the hat, but and I I saw that Aaron was knitting the tiny Rocky Coast. So Check I that out. Oh, that's so, so funny. That's gonna fit for a long time. I know all of her sweaters are gonna fit for a really long time because it's a long sweater, so it can sort of fit at various various ways at various stages. And all you gotta do is roll up the arms a little bit, and you're in business. Um, this pullover. That was the Buffy-inspired pullover. Yeah, the sort of like a vampire uh, collar. Yeah. is great because it's been kind of chilly. And this little vest is so cute. That is adorable. And I finally got her some non-pink pants so she can wear <laughs> non-pink pants outfits. That pose is so funny. <laughs> 
She's just sort of sleeping. And like her body's all twisted. I know the ways the babies can sleep are hilarious. Oh, and Quilt Nut's, like, elf hat is so cute. <laughs> this is like an extra long stocking cap. That's so adorable. And when she's, like, in the car seat with it on, it just eventually falls over her eyes. <laughs> and there's nothing she can do about it. It's, like, inevitable. Um. So you have, knit, you have picked up knitting again. Yes. And what... Um, you knit something for her. I did. I made the five-hour baby sweater, mm -hmm. which is a free pattern. Um, and it is by... Let's see. Who's it by? Gail Babel. <laughs> Super easy pattern. It calls for a worsted weight yarn that you knit on a size 10 needle. Uh -huh. Actually, she calls for a ten and a half needle, but I just used a ten. Um, so it makes a pretty loose fabric. Huh. But it's pretty lofty and warm, and it's nice. And you finish it super fast. Was Although, it really... in my case, it was not five hours. <laughs> it's like three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> but that was like knitting a, knitting a little bit here. Ten minutes there. a day. So maybe if you just added it up, it really was only five hours. Perhaps. Five hours just spread out over three weeks. Yeah. So now that she's actually here, I'm much more motivated to make baby mitts. So funny. Which is so funny. Because before I was like, oh, I'll make her a couple of things. That's all she needs. And now I'm like, she needs more things. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of more things, sort of, look what Adrian decided to wear the other day. Oh, my God. We were going to um, Cal Day, which is, um, I'm sure other universities do this. I know Davis does something called Picnic Day, where basically they open all the departments to prospective students. But it ends up being this giant family day where there's tons of kids running around. And so we were getting ready to go. And it was warm out, so he was wearing shorts and a t-shirt. And I was going to bring a sweatshirt. And he comes in the room with his red sweater and says, Mama, I need to wear this sweater. Like, it's going to be like 75 degrees today. Why are you looking what a nut. this sweater? And then we were looking for a, a sun hat, and he ends up wearing his little uh, fedora. I was like, you are in, you're a crazy monkey. Um, you know, that if he was if he had wanted to play like being a dog before, he could have like <laughs> pretended like it was a dog sweater. So I was saying to Jenny before the podcast started that Adrian has an alternate personality that is a dog whose name is sometimes Barky Darrow, <laughs> and sometimes just Woofy. Um, he has a lot of questions also about what sounds dogs make. Why do some things, in some books it says dogs say arf, but dogs really say ruff, ruff. Dude, I don't know. And sometimes they have them saying woof. Right, and that's where Woofy got his name. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so with that sweater, uh, though, I think the red sweater of much derision and now of much love, I think I can unravel the arms a little bit and make them longer because the body still fits okay. That's awesome. So I think I'm going to try to do that. And I even could make the body longer because it was knit from the top down. I mean, that is the kind of nice thing about a kid's sweater knit from the top down is if you still have the yarn, which I do, um, you can elongate over time. I see you've picked back up a sweater for yourself. Yes. The yellow sweater. 
the not curried ca- cable cardi that yes. I always think of as the curried cable cardi. And you know, I got myself this sweatshirt just to like wear around the house, mm-hmm. and it's like this yellow color, this butterscotch color uh-huh. that usually I make for Harold that color. Mm-hmm. I got it for myself. I put it on. I thought, huh, yellow is not my color. Uh-huh. Now I'm like knitting this sweater. I'm like, ah, oh, knitting this sweater. And the color is not going to look good on me. It is a beautiful color, though. Yeah. It's uh, Lisa Sousa Brass Tacks in mm. BFL Sport. Yeah. But I will wear it anyway. Well, I have been, um, you know, cold cheaping, ooling, all that. and It's um, a lot after a while. It is a lot. but you know, Sabismaling. Sabismaling. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, where do I even start? Um, <laughs> But it has kept me, maybe having like three different efforts going, I think has kept my nose to the grindstone, so to speak. Uh-huh. And um, I am working on rearranging my craft space again. And um, it's reminding me of how much stuff I have. But it's interesting how over time things lose a little bit of luster. Uh-huh. Like I have a sweater's worth of yarn that's a similar color, lovely yarn. But I'm starting to think the same thing. Like, is that a great color for me? Do I want to knit a whole sweater out of that color just because what it grabbed me? What yarn is it? It is wool candy. It's a sport weight oh, wait. I remember merino that. that I got at Stitches a couple of years ago. And, and it's one skein, right? No, it's no, it's six skeins. Oh, <laughs> my God. Okay. I have uh, like close to 1,500 yards. So there's a lot of options right. of what you can knit with a, lo- a, a nice amount of sport you weight make yarn. a skirt. I thought about it. I have thought about it. Because, like, I feel like yellow away from, like, the your face, face might be better. But maybe you look good in yellow. I never see you wear it yellow, though. It's a, definitely a color I'm attracted it's like an to. acid yellow. This is more of a, it's called roasted garlic, so it's definitely more of a mustardy. It's very Goldeny. similar to the, yeah. the color tracks. you have going right now. Um, I had been knitting it into the gnarled oak cardigan. But because going through this fit to flatter mm-hmm. thinking, it is a rounded yoke construction from the bottom up. And I actually don't think that that's going to be very flattering. Mm-hmm. It, and partially because of how far up the neckline goes. I was actually thinking of an, another pattern, but it's a different gauge by Alana Dacos from her new book, The um, Twigs and Willows Cardigan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it has a, a wider neckline yeah it's more of a yeah it's just more a little more open and it has a broader motif that sort of draws attention to the shoulders as opposed to sort of like circling your neck Mm -hmm. so but it's worsted weight gauge i believe although i was really knitting small to get it to the sport weight gauge before Um, um is that a raglan it is not. It is actually knit in pieces and has set in sleeves. Okay. Um, Twigs it's and that walls. one. Oh, okay. Yep. So it has a more open neckline. It has a broader motif across the front. And it's in a similar color to what I have. I, I think of, that's the other thing. I wish that you could turn these leaves into little birds sitting on like... <laughs> oh, that would be really cute. Yeah. What if there is a bird motif that's not an owl? Yeah. Because um, it, it does look like, you know, something could perch right there. <laughs> I did 
more or less finish my Bailey cardigan. And I said more or less because last night I went through and I put one pocket on uh-huh. and I went and looked at myself wearing it and I think I want to leave the pockets off. But okay. I brought it here for you to see. And it's funny, I posted in Ravelry about it and two people immediately responded, oh yeah, I, I didn't put the pockets on mine ultimately. Um, are you, did you I-cord? I did I-cord. Everything's done. <gasps> Except for that I have to decide on the pockets. So, I'm thinking partially. Love it. The pockets are going to droop a lot over time because right. of the com- composition of the fabric. Right. So I think over time, they may not look great. The other thing is where they're positioned on my body kind of points to the whitest point of my body. So uh-huh. it, it makes what is a neutral sweater without the pocket right. kind of denutralizes it right. by making it have one the one thing that it has as an element right at kind of my widest point. It's interesting that, like, just turning stockinette sideways, it looks like a different stitch pattern. Yeah, it really does. It's crazy. The other thing is that the pocket is knit from the new yarn that I had to acquire to finish uh-huh. the sweater. Right. And I, can t- I can't tell other places that I've used it, but I can on the pocket. I love that sweater. It looks super... It's so cozy. Yeah. It is so warm. It really is. Um, I say no pockets. Yeah, I think I'm going to take the other pocket off. I mean, I, I think that the pockets are supposed to be droopy and slouchy because mm-hmm. that's like the, kind of, kind the, of a... the thing of the sweater, but I wonder. I think if the sweater was longer, right. then Which I would it was do the pockets. But... It was supposed to be longer, yeah. but I've been starting to shorten up my sweaters right. because... I'm not that tall, right. for one thing. And the other was I was worried about running out of yarn, which I did anyway, so I right. could have made it the full length had I wanted to right. <laughs> because I ended up getting more yarn. And um, But for my, again, like I'm going to sound like a broken record, sorry, people, but for my body type, having sweaters even and shorter than this is where I should have it right. more like my high hip and this is like my mid-hip range right. where it's ending. I actually recently put on my campus jacket mm-hmm. and pulled it up about six inches, and I thought, oh, that looks so much better. I could take apart my campus jacket. I love it, though, and it's Don't nice and cozy. And, and I could, like, go from the bottom, and then, you know, I could take the yardage off the bottom. But um, Don't do it. I'm not going to do it. I do love – this is such a nice, casual – sweater Mm -hmm. it did not need to take as long as it did for me to knit it which was about four months but part of it was when i started running low on yarn i started feeling really desperate it takes time to find and i think basically in february when i realized i was running out of yarn i stopped working on it and so it you know i also i don't know if you saw this was too much it really was I I did not follow her directions for the back neck, and that was a mistake. So anybody who thinks, oh, this isn't enough fabric to reach the two, uh-huh. it is. Just do it. Because I didn't do that, and I ended up with this huge, it was so weird. I put it on after I had sewn everything in, and I put it on, and all of a sudden I had this weird Nehru collar thing happening. <laughs> I thought, how did that, what happened? And I realized, oh, this is all this extra fabric. And so I unsewed down that part and I um, unraveled and took a lot of rows out and mushed it together. I probably could have even taken more out, but it's fine. It looks great. I um, I don't know how I feel about the applied I-cord 
finishing. It's a good simple finishing, but I'm one I almost was tempted to pick up stitches all around and do a reverse stockinette, you know, where the it kind of you purposely get it to roll right by having the reverse stockinette to the public side. I almost did that because I feel like that's the same effect. Mm-hmm. And it might have even had a little bit of an effect to pull the sweater out. Right. Which I feel that um, applied eye cord actually has this makes the sweater roll go roll more. in. Yeah. So I think it's fine, but I think next time I'm working on a project that's applied eye cord, I might try a different mm-hmm. kind of finishing. And it made almost no difference on the sleeves. Um, I it looks good. It, that's the difference it made. But it was just rolling before, and it looked fine. The one time I did apply eye cord, and I really liked the effect, was on the Heidi Kiermeyer Harvest Moon, mm-hmm. and that's because like the way the sleeves are, you reduce sharply at the wrist, mm-hmm. and then you do the applied eye cord, so it really kind of fits it. it. In. Yeah, mm-hmm. and um, but if you're not using. A, yeah, otherwise you get the rolled effect mm-hmm. where you, you can't even see the I-cord. Right. And then yeah, you're like, well, what is it doing? That's that's what the around the here, mm-hmm. the around the neckline. So were I to knit this again, I would take the advice that I gave to Jenny a while back, which is just knit the I-cord in. Right. Add six stitches and just knit the I-cord as you go along. Right. Um, because it, I don't think it makes a difference to do it afterwards. And then you can block it how you want it to be mm-hmm. I mean which I can too but I think you can get that um, or alternately try maybe try a different finishing and a different unobtrusive finishing because it's not what if you did like like four stitches of single rib mm-hmm. yeah that would definitely make it lay flat yeah I think you'd have to be more like six yeah and four wouldn't be quite enough or like eight <laughs> We're just gonna throw out numbers or seven, so that you have. I think you, having an odd number is what right, you want. Right, right. Seven, <laughs> seven, seven's a good number. Lucky number seven. Uh, so funny. <laughs> so anyway, I'm finally finished this. This is I'm counting it in my Uli 04 because I did technically finish it last night. It I doesn't. Just, also, I think you could. It looks a little dressy. Oh, I definitely am gonna. This is a, a work sweater. Yeah. It, it um, doesn't look super casual. No, it doesn't. You're right. And I wonder, though, if the pockets over time would make it look more casual. Mm. And ha- not having the pockets. I think, like, the silk <clears throat> and the, the color mm-hmm. make it definitely more, like, not casual. Yeah. I, I love this yarn. I know it's going to, again, be a pilly nightmare. Although, I think I will get the gleaner at some point to do a, some sweater shaving. But I am... Um, I just, um, it's so beautiful, and it's really so cozy. And the sleeves, I made the sleeves very tight, mm-hmm. but I like it. They don't look super tight. No, but I'm also wearing a tank top right now. I'm um, wondering if when I wear another kind of shirt underneath, it might be different. Right. So, anyway, that's my Bailey cardigan. Um, this yarn has been in my stash for at least six years. Yay! That's so, got to feel great. It does feel pretty awesome. Now I'm sort of debating. I did bring with me to cast on um, one of the... Uh, it's Toothy Joe from uh, Rebecca Danger's big book of Knitted Monsters for a pal of Adrian's who's having a birthday party in a couple weeks. Um, taking a page from Aaron B's notebook. I'm <laughs> just going to just knit these up. 
with my um, this is knit in um, sweater Spud and Chloe sweater. Um, so I have a few different bowsai right now. One is I have just not very much cotton yarn, and I'm I'm really tempted to get all of my cotton just knit down all my cotton yarn. And then if I ever need cotton for something that I'm starting, I have to go get it kind of thing. Like, right. And you have um, to cast it on immediately. Right. Exactly. Because cotton yarn just doesn't, it doesn't move. Yeah. It's hard on your hands. Yeah. And I, I, I mean, I like Spud and Chloe sweater, but if I well, ever... blends are different. Yes. If I ever wanted to do something in, in it again, it would be a sweater and I would just buy a sweater's worth of it. Right. Um, so... Um, there's going to be a dishcloth along this summer as part of a subset of Uli, I think, it's dishcloths for July, like the end of June to through July. And so I think I'll use that time to get rid of it. Can you believe it? I still have Picucho in my stash? Remember when we were obsessed with Picucho? Like we couldn't stop talking about it or looking at it on the Elan site or well, getting different colors of it. It's a cool yarn. It is a cool yarn. And, you know, the fact that it just it changes color even though it's undyed, is mm-hmm. pretty cool. It is. No, there's no doubt. It is an awesome. Conceptually, it's awesome. Yes. And I did knit that one shirt out of it. Fate unknown. I have no idea what happened that to that. That was the Stephanie Jappel. No, it's a Robin Melanson pattern. Oh, right. It was the... The corset the, pullover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. really, I mean, I was very proud of having made it, but um, it ultimately really what wasn't me. To, what happened to it? I don't know. I, on an old podcast, I talked about giving it away to somebody, but I know I didn't give it to her, so I don't know. I, I may have just put it in the giveaway. I machine knit mine into a cardigan, which I gave away. Mm, to one of your sisters, yes? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I remember. Um, so I have some Pacucho. I have some Blue Sky Alpaca Dyed Skinny, which is a sport weight that I'm actually thinking about trying to weave. Hmm. That might be the weaving project I finally bite off. It would be a great warp. Yeah, and, and make a dish towel out of it. Mm-hmm. And um, like a drying towel. And then I have three skeins of Blue Sky Alpaca, Alpacas, the the worsted weight yarn, the, uh-huh. the, the organic. The puffy. The puffy one. Yeah. And I don't know what to make with that. I was thinking about making a sweater for Adrian mm-hmm. or some other child, but... Cotton sweaters aren't the best. But he could not complain that it was itchy. That's true. He could not complain that it was itchy. <laughs> There's no way. There's no way. There's no way. <laughs> oh, you know what I did think about? What? Is there's this really cute hat that was in... That was in... Uh, what's it? Petite Pearls. I'm trying to see. I bet you I don't have have it in there um that i recently came across again um because God, this is a roundabout story so at skesel they are ha- they're doing a contest that i think is sort of like project runway meets the american idol sort of thing so they're starting out with 12 designers and then they're given a challenge to design something then i think the way it's going to work is that each round someone will be eliminated until there's a winner, and I don't know exactly what that winner gets, but the designers who are in the contest get all this cool stuff. Like, they get samples of all their yarns to swatch with, and they get whatever amount of yarn they want. And it's a really interesting challenge. But as I was doing that, looking at that, it's called 
fiber or something? Fiber star? What is it called? Um, the fiber factor. The fiber factor? Yeah, that's what it's called. Um, so you can check that out at thefiberfactor.com. And I haven't spent the time to watch, like, each contestant has, an, uh, like, an introductory video. And um, there's an, a long introductory video by um, Cerulea and Karen Skassel um, um, talking about their, um, about the contest that I actually didn't, I think I was, it was late at night. And I, I watched part of it. I was like, oh, this is, I need to watch this whole thing. It'll be my new Project Runway when Project Runway ends next week. Um, but it's um, through that I saw the, um, that Talitha Kuomi, um, and I was reminded of her designs, and one of which is this hat pattern that she does both for a kid size and an adult size. And um, I'm trying to draw it out while I find it. <laughs> the boy, the kids version is called Stature, and it's a it's really cute. And then I think the adult. Oh, the adult version is called Ponder. And it's a um, knit and cotton. And it is like a little, I don't know, kind of like a pork pie hat, I guess. Oh, It's um, not this one, but... Nope, it's okay. not that one. It's, but that's it's cute. Oh, my God. That, that <laughs> kid is cute. This kid is really cute. So, but it wouldn't take up very much yarn, right? So I'm like, oh, I have three, 450 yards of that beautiful brown I don't know sweater I mean if you made Adriana sweater it's a it's a thick yarn right it would go really fast it would go fast and I don't think I wonder if 450 would be enough to do like a little like I could almost do a I couldn't do a hoodie because I was thinking I could do something with a hood and it could be standing for a sweatshirt I should just do something really simple just do a polo, like a sweatshirt pullover thing. Yeah, top down. Raglan. Yeah. yeah. Just knock it out. Yeah. And I have some red, like I still have some red left over that I could use to make stripes in it. Just something. That would be cute. So I think that's for the summer to work in cotton. Um, I also have two different shawls that I want to cast on. One is called Industrial Revolution. Do you know this pattern? Mm-mm. It is a circular shawl, um, and it is very. It's, it's supposed to, I think, look like a cog in a factory. You know, like a it's very steampunky. Um, and I <clears throat> have this yarn that um, I hand dyed at a class called Machine Knitting to Die For. I did Boy, this. Like, I remember you taking that class. I remember it was like two thousand and six. It was forever ago, and. Um, I hand dyed this sock blank, but I didn't knit socks then, and thankfully didn't do it because I still don't really knit socks. And um, I, um, so I, what I did was when I made, so what you would do is take, like, if you were doing socks, you would make a sock blank, and then you would, you know, uh, dye it in stripes so you could have self striping yarn or some kind of variegation. So I thought, oh, you know what I would be more likely to do is knit a shawl, even though in 2006, Maybe I'd made one shawl. No, yes, I'd made a couple of shawls. So I actually did my blank in a triangle shape mm-hmm. and started out at the corner. So you can um, started out in the bottom at the skinniest part in this dark blue mm-hmm. and then went into purple and then yellow and orange. Um, 
And so I decided, I think that that Industrial Revolution, because it's a circle, could, would be really cool if it started the blue and then got right. progressive later. out lighter. Although, well, we'll see. I'm a little nervous about, of course, the amount of yarn I have, but I'm just going to go with it. Um, so I pulled the whole blank out mm-hmm. and I washed it <clears throat> um, because it had been in the blank for Since seven, 2006. seven years. <laughs> So, I mean, the idea of the, the sock blank is that you're supposed to just be able to knit from the blank, but that just, I was like, there's no way. And when I, so I, I wound it onto my Swift from the blank, and I, took, I tied it off, and I took it out. I wish I had a really good picture. It was just like a donut. It, like, was so puffy and curly and small. And then when I put it in the wall, actually, this is how I got the kinks out of it. I was very nervous, but I thought I'd give it a try. I put my my washing machine on the gentle cycle, uh-huh. and I just put the tied up skein into the washing machine. Did it have a happy ending? It did have a happy ending. That's good. I even used the washing machine to spin it, but before I spun it, I took it out and put it in a pillowcase so they didn't get caught on the agitator. I had not happy story when I did oh, that before. You did that in yeah. the? It, did you do the pillowcase? I uh, no, I. I unwound like this scarf that no one ever wore, but it was really nice yarn. Mm-hmm. And I skeined it on my Swift and tied it up, and it was all curly. And I was like, "Oh, if I just rinse and spin it." Mm-hmm. But oh my god, it was horrible. Like I couldn't. <laughs> it took me forever to like skein it to to make it into balls, and like it was just this huge tangled mess. Like, where I had knotted the, got completely lost, or the yarn broke, or I don't know what happened, oh. but, like, it was a complete nightmare. I'm glad you said a happy story. <laughs> Me too. It was definitely a risk uh, to do it, but I also felt like this was, I didn't, then, but now, I could look back and say, the thing about it is, that it was yarn that wasn't being used, I may have never used it, but I had to go through this process. I think, in hindsight, if I had tied it up with, like, cotton yarn mm-hmm. that was not actually part of the skate, the, right. you know what I mean? Like, it would have been it would have been fine. Yeah, I tied it in, like, eight different places. Yeah. And I, yeah. So, to make sure that it was secure. Um, it was, though, and I kept the wash, I stood by the wash machine, well, <laughs> but you have a front loader, so it would be harder, I think, yeah, to do it. Yeah, you can't really see what's going on in there. Yeah, I just, I kept it open, and I stood over it while it was doing the agitation, and then I let it drain, and then I moved it into the, to the pillowcase, and spun it out that way. And I feel like I heard someone tell me that's how I should do it, but, mm-hmm. um, so, but I wish, I can't give you credit, whoever you are, because I don't remember. But it looks really cool, and now it's wound up in a ball, and it just, um, I'm excited. So there's that shawl, and the other shawl is the Radiant Shawl, which um, there's a knit-along going for. Um, it is a pattern by Helen Stewart, who is um, Curious Handmade, and she was the sponsor of uh, Uli 04. And she is uh, having a knit-along on her group in Ravelry. There, there's prizes, and... She has a, the pattern is written in a way that it's, there's a checklist and it, she tells you each along the way how far into the pattern you are, like mm-hmm. how you're 10%, 20%, et cetera. Cool. And so it's a 10 week knit along that goes with it. And I'm trying to still decide the original 
model is knit in a sort of, it's a silk alpaca blend. So I have two yarns that are contenders. One is a yarn that I think I gave you half of the skein. I had a, like a skein of 2,500 yards of lace and I Oh, yeah. I still have it. Yeah. If you want it back. Uh, <laughs> it's yellow. It's in a yellow. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, um, so there's that, um, but it's a merino. <laughs> I know. Yellow. It's the new turquoise and orange. Um, oh, funny. The, um, some of the people have said, who have knit it in a merino say it's too lightweight because it's lace weight. It's too light of a shawl. I don't know. Like it doesn't have any weight to it. But the other yarn I have is yarn that you gave me. It's the, um, what's that company? The cashmere company? Jade Sapphire? Yes, it's Jade oh, Sapphire. The yeah, can't it's a silk cashmere. That and would be really I think nice. it would be really nice. And the Radiant Shawl is a semicircular shawl. It's it's reminiscent of, but not exactly like um trousseau. God, which, I love that pattern. Yeah, I love that pattern, right? <laughs> it's a great pattern. So this is a variation and it's in lace weight and it people who knit it say for a lace weight project, this thing that knits up super fast. So I thought trousseau knit it for I super too. fast too. Yeah. That's true. I don't know why. I don't know. I think I think it's because you don't have to like constantly increase. Yes. You just do the increases all at once. And then you have like ten to twenty just... rows of just knitting, and then you don't have to worry about yeah. the stitch count. I totally agree. Yeah, I absolutely agree. So those are in the offing. I think once I get this uh, toothy Joe underway, that will be something I. I'll be interested on. to know how you wear the circular shawl, um, or like what. Yeah, how much use you get out of it, because, like, in my mind, I think, why knit a full circular shawl when you probably fold it in half, you know what I mean, and wear it that way, like, I don't, I, I don't know the utility of, of how you would wear it. I think mainly for effect. Right. And as a lap blanket. Yeah, there you go. Those are the, that's what I've seen it more as. Okay. Um, but it's, yeah, mostly I think because I want to see the effect. <laughs> right. This is a real process. Knit. Right. Maybe a wall hanging. Yeah. So. I mean, that, that it, it's going to be cool, especially with that sock link. Uh-oh. Uh -oh. I think duty calls. <laughs> Daddy to the rescue. <laughs> Oh, neither is she. Oh. <laughs> oh, shit. I think I know what the problem was. <laughs> oh. <laughs> she actually kind of liked being on the podcast. I calmed her down for a moment. That's so funny. She's like, what is that? So, uh, do you have anything in the offing? Have you been thinking about what you want to knit next? Uh, well, I don't know when I'm ever going to finish these projects. My other thing that I'm also trying to work on for a few minutes every day is that Buttercup t-shirt. Oh. Oh, you know, it's um, really pretty. So. It's really pretty. I have the whole body to go and... And then the sleeves, but the sleeves are short sleeves, so I don't really think that's going to be much to 
And it's just stockinette, but the yarn I'm using is like a hundred percent silk, mm -hmm. and it's Can like I feel that? it gets Ooh. it's pretty splitty. Oh, but it feels so kind of it feels really good. Yeah. And this is pigeon roof. Yeah. Nice. Um, this yarn has been in my stash forever. You got that at a Stitches? Uh, I think I ordered it online. Really? From Krista. Um, but it's it's in the Bianca colorway, so it's this beautiful pink. Oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> I think, folks, mothering has recording might be. Yeah, I think we got I our share of Jenny right now, and um, <laughs> um, yeah. Thanks, you guys. <laughs> I'll come back on in a little while and then uh, just kind of wrap Finish everything up. up. <laughs> okay. Bye. Wasn't it great to have Jenny back? I always benefit from Jenny's knitting insights and wisdom. So um, we're going to do our best to record at least once a month. And maybe I will try to fill in with some guest hosts um, and some interviews. But it's really important for me to continue to have Jenny on as much as she is able to be. Um, so I said that I would update on the various knit-alongs. I think I will start with the original, which is the Cold Sheep Effort. And um, the episode with um, Meg really, we really, I think, inspired some people, which was awesome. There are a number of new people who have joined the Cold Sheep Effort. And I just want to reiterate what Meg has said, which is that you don't have to necessarily be quitting cold sheep and that actually for some people and myself included going cold sheep and not buying yarn at all isn't always the most successful way to go. I know I've said many times, I'm just not buying yarn for X amount of time and that is too amorphous and um, I'm, I'm particularly a concrete person. So this 10 project goal has been really great for me. I have knit six and a half. I'm, um, I'm knit a charity hat this week, but I'm only counting that as half of a project because it was only 110 yards and that felt a little small. On the other hand, I'm starting a, my project number eight, which is going to be a really, a fairly large yardage project, which I'm going to talk to about a little bit later. Um, so it really, for me, is also striking that balance. So I am going to go forward with having two charity hats count as one project, but I might let myself get away with a couple of low yardage projects in order to get to 10 by, um, by my birthday, actually, in June, because that's sort of my, that was sort of my target in my mind. I thought, okay, I think I can do 10 projects in two and a half months, and that would get me to my birthday so I could buy myself a nice birthday gift, which... Um, which I think is going to be chickadee to make um, uh, Quince and Company chickadee because it is the right purple. I believe Frank's plum is the right purple to knit myself an Audrey Nunst. So um, I'm you know crossing my fingers. But if you are a person like me who likes concrete and likes to do checklists and makes checklists after the fact just so you can check things off, I think making really specific goals is super helpful in cold sheeping. And also having the end goal for yourself of saying, I'm not going to never buy yarn again, but let me get through some of these things I planned and then buy yarn. And I also want to just say that my fan on my computer is running, so I'm sorry if that is distracting, And um, but I don't think there's anything I can do to turn it off and probably don't want to do anything to turn it off. I don't want my computer to melt. So 
The second effort is the Uli effort. Use it or lose it. And we still, people are still growing, going strong there. Um, I think our rolls are getting fewer each month, but maybe it, they will pick back up. Maybe people are doing longer-term projects. I do see some sweaters and other things that people are doing that are, are larger. So last month we had, um, I think it was about 150 entries. And... Um, Danger Gus, Jennifer, um, suggested that instead of having three patterns go to one winner, maybe having one pattern per winner, so there were more winners, and it improved everybody's odds, and um, we drew three, I drew three winners, and they were Spinning Gonzalez, Peaceful Knitter, and Mrs. Zoom, and they each won a pattern from uh, Helen Stewart, and um, so congratulations to the three of you. Ulio 5 is underway and closes, I believe, May 19th. I do not have a prize picked out for that yet. If you're listening to this and you would like to offer a prize, if you're a designer, um, I would love to have it. So let me know. You can feel free to PM me on Ravelry. So um, within Uli, I believe it's in Uli 07, people want to do sort of a dishcloth along. So if you are someone who has a stash of cotton that you've been interested in diving into that uh, there'll be some efforts around that I don't know if people are planning to do pattern sharing or how you know just, just I think everybody's going to do it at once and I'm going to make Ulio 7 sort of my cotton month as well I'm, I'm going to knit some dish uh, cloths and scrubbers John really likes them I have we have one it is literally like ripping apart um, so I, I think I have enough yarn to make three or four new dishcloth, and um, I'm also thinking about doing a weaving project in um, my Blue Sky Alpaca Cotton Skinny. I believe I talked about this with Jenny, so I'm sorry for repeating myself. Um, so focus on cotton, perhaps, for the summer months for those of us in the Northern Hemisphere. Um, it might be a nice, um, a nice focus. Uh, for those of you in the Southern Hemisphere, maybe this is the time that you <laughs> dive into your bulky wool. So um, that's the Uli update. Um, Sismaball, the uh, slowly but surely making a blanket along. I have been making some nice progress on my Babette. I um, March was great. I think I did, I crocheted about 19 squares, and I think I did 14 in uh, in April, somewhere around there, somewhere between 10 and 14. Um, I haven't crocheted anything so far in May, although I'm only a few days in. Um, so because my goal was really to only crochet, I only needed to crochet one square a month. I'm obviously a month, a week. I am I'm obviously far ahead of what the goal I set for myself. Um, but I don't want to fall behind. So I'm hoping to knit a number of them. Knit, knit, crochet is what I mean to say. Um, a number also in May and kind of stay on track um, with maybe the hope of finishing my Babette this year. The problem that I've discovered is there's no way in heck that yarn is is going to be used up by the end of Babette, all the fingering weight yarns that I have. So I have a couple of ideas. One is Bear's Rainbow Blanket, which a number of people are making it's a free pattern from Pearl Bee, and it's crocheted with a color motif in the middle that makes a circle and then a border around it that's in white. And um, 
that would help me because I could crochet the center with, you know, it would be a little simpler than Babette because I would just crochet with one collar until I got to the border. And the border, I bought this skein of um, Barocco Ultra Alpaca Light or fingering. I'm not sure if there's a difference, but it's the fingering weight one. And I probably used 10 yards of it and I have, if that, and those skeins are, are big. They're well over 400 yards. So I have a lot of that left. And I think I would need more to do the whole bear's blanket, but it would be yarn that I wouldn't have to purchase for a while. And um, it's a basic kind of ivory white that I'm hoping Barocco wouldn't change too much uh, in the future. So I think I will be slowly but surely making a blanket for a long time. <laughs> but I did want to name uh, some of the Hall of Blanket finishers. Um, I'll, I'll name everybody so far up to number 16. So Tangled Thread um, has finished her Curve of Pursuit. Um, Holy Cuteness, who is a blanket making machine, she has two finished. She has the Sweet Potato Baby Blanket and the Bring It On Baby Blanket. Eve Ariel, oh my gosh, Eve Ariel has three that I see. Sky Ladder, Pinwheel Baby Blanket, and Modern Baby Blanket. Um, Mimi 2JWM um, has knit her sock yarn blanket. Jania knit her, um, that's Dev Johnny. I never remember if I'm saying that right, but I hope I am. Um, she knit a reversible cable blanket, and I thought she had knit another one, but no. Kiki Baby made the Garter Squish. I don't know if people know that pattern. It's a Stephen West, and it basically is an awesome, awesome way of using up scraps because you hold several yarns together, and you just keep changing and keep knitting, and um, they end up being really gorgeous, kind of gradiated um, patterns with just, I'm sure they're amazing to be under. Like It's like a three-layer blanket in the end. Uh, Loving Knits made the Cuddly Baby Blanket. Lunatic84 made the classic granny square pattern. Knit Knucklehead has the Four Corners Baby Blanket. Lace and Cables, the crochet, made the crocheted ed crochet edged squares blanket. Lotus Knit knit the Umaro, which is um, a Jared Flood pattern that people are going nuts over. Hillary O knit the Mosaic squares blanket. And Bobby Socks made the famous Hemlock Ring blanket or throw. Um, so 16 finishers as of what is up here today, May 4th, and um, still people plugging along. Um, so keep going with the Simpson Ball. That is going to be an ongoing thread. I, I imagine much like Cold Sheep, sort of an ongoing effort for a long time to try to inspire people. One of the downfalls has been people have been inspired then to make other blanket patterns they've seen in the thread, including me wanting to make the Bears uh, rainbow blanket. I, I think that was partially out of inspiration and partially out of necessity. So um, so those are the, the alongs that were so far in place. But there is now yet another along that I've started, which is the knit to flatter um, knit along. And a number of people after Amy Herzog was on the, the podcast had have started to take her craftsy class. And um, a number of people have also received the book. And I had said at some point when I was ready, I would start a thread, and I have. You, so the idea is anybody who is wanting to follow the principles of knit to flatter is free to join along, and you can knit whatever pattern you want. Some people are knitting Amy's patterns from her book. 
a number of us are knitting her new pattern that was released a week or so ago, um, Ashland, which I believe, I looked at many pronunciations online, but it's A-I-S-L-I-N-N, and I believe the pronunciation is kind of like Ashland. Um, and it is a beautiful transitional sweater, three-quarter length sleeves with a lace in the front and, and a solid stockinette in the back. It's um, open. It doesn't have closures all the way down the front, it, but it has a tie that you can optionally put on there and where you can um, sew a snap to the inside so that you would get um, sort of a center piece right at your, maybe at where you would want a waist shaping. Um, the nice thing about choosing a pattern of Amy's is that it's already written to follow the shaping principles that she uses, that you just have to sort of modify it to your particular shape. So it hadn't been my intention to knit Ashlyn first. I was going to knit the um, Olga pullover, um, and I got the pattern, I got the yarn already, I swatched it, and then I realized that it might be easier for me to use one of Amy's patterns first, and then take on modifying a whole sweater on my own. So I'm starting with one of Amy's patterns. I'm using um, the wool candy, as I'm I um, mentioned, I believe, in the last part of the, um, on the earlier part of this uh, episode, or I mentioned it recently. Um, yes, I did mention it. Jenny and I were talking about yellow yarn. Sorry, it's hard to record in two pieces like this and remember what I've said. Um, but this, at the time, I wasn't sure what to make with it, and I think this is a really good match. Um, I'm getting about gauge. I just washed my swatch this morning, so when it dries and and sits out for a little bit, I'll see if I'm still matching gauge, but but my knit swatch was a little over 22 stitches and four, over four inches, um, and exactly 30 rows uh, per in four inches. Um, washed, you know, with super wash, it kind of stretches out and then, then shrinks back in, so I'm hoping that it ends up um, at gauge, um, and I'm very excited to knit that um, and find a pattern that matches something that's in my stash, and it is a larger uh, yardage than the Olga pullover would have been. The Olga pullover, I only had, I have 870 yards, so that's as much as it was going to be. I have um, much more of this yarn, and I think it's going to be about, my guess is it's going to be about 1250, 1300 when it comes down to the end. I am going to shorten the length a bit and do a couple of other modifications that might make it smaller or use less yarn, let's say that. Um, not necessarily smaller, but just using less yarn because of the length, changing the length. Um, but because of that, you higher number of yardage in the sweater that I'd like to finish in this round of cold sheep. That's why I might give myself a little bit of a break and be able to incorporate some small, more smaller yardage projects. So I had hoped to have sort of an even spread of projects that were around 200 yards, projects that were around 400 yards, and then bigger projects. So um, I might let myself have more projects that are around 200 yards and under, between, you know, maybe like 150 to 200, um, because I will be able to get so much yardage in the form of the sweater. So please join us. There are people, like I said, not just in Amy's projects, um, and I think there'll be a lot of support I have actually posted my one of my photos from Fit to Flatter, the front view one, uh, because that's that's the one I had. Um, my side view one, I'm a little less 
feeling like I want to publish that one. Um, but um, also it's on, I'd have to transfer it between devices and I just haven't had the capacity for that lately. So I've posted that um, as a project. It's actually called the Knit to Flatter project. And my plan is to put my measurements in there. So I always have them accessible on Ravelry. So if I'm not at home or if I'm on my phone, I could look that up and kind of gauge if I see, you know, if I'm looking at a pattern in front of me somewhere, I can look at what, how my measurements measure up to the patterns and the schematic. Um, I don't have to re-measure myself or think about where the, the sheet is where I have those numbers written down. So, um, and I just, I wanted to people to feel inspired that they could publish their photo if they felt comfortable. So um, I actually think I'll put it in the thread as well. I haven't done that yet. But I'm going to go through the process of really looking at my measurements um, this weekend. And so I'll probably have a post up pretty soon about that whole process. And then hopefully be able to, to cast on Ashlyn um, this week and work on the back. It is knit in pieces, so that's a warning for people who aren't interested in knitting in pieces. But I'm excited about that because it makes the project more portable. It means I can knit the whole back and not, you know, I can knit every piece separately. I can make it a commuter project, and um, that means that I will be able to knit it faster. The only thing that I might do differently is to knit the sleeves from the top down because I'm, I'm still not sure where I want the sleeve length, and it might be useful for me to be knit from the top down and try it on at different when the sleeves are different lengths um, or knit the sleeves two different lengths so that I can compare like what would a sleeve that's three quarter lengths look like versus what would a elbow length sleeve look on me and if I like the elbow length I can pull out one and then make that a shorter sleeve and see you know the different ways of adjusting that because with my shape a shorter sleeve is more flattering but I do think because of the design element on this pattern that's on the sleeve I could make that the design element hit at a flattering spot and still have a three-quarter length sleeve. I do like that length. So just um, practicality-wise, I like the three-quarter lengths better than I like the half sleeve. So we'll see how it goes. Anyway, join us at the Knit to Flatter group if you are so interested. And we should be back to you in a few weeks. Who knows? By then, I will have come up with one or two or seven more knit-alongs that you can participate in. I think it's definitely helping keep my knitting mojo up and keeping my stash acquisition down, so I'm all for it. I hope you are too. And this week, uh, instead of music, I'm going to play you out with a 30-second clip from a special guest. I'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. Hi, Adrian. Hi. Hi. Um, what did you want to talk about? Uh Watching the Burning Podcast and listening in the microphone. To the bur- to Stash and Burn, the podcast? Yeah. So do you know what Stash and Burn Podcast is about? Do you know what Mommy talks about? Who? Who? What? What, what? do I talk about? What do you think I talk about? Knitting. <laughs> it's true, I do talk about knitting. Now it could be found at stashandburn.com.